Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listening colour. In partnership with Mishkondorea, named Law Firm of the Year at the Legal Business Awards and the Lawyer Awards 2017. The Sound of Jason Moran with Honeysuckle Rose, a former Jazz FM Awards winner back in 2015 for his Fats Waller cover. Good morning, this is Jazz Shapers. I'm Elliot Moss. Thank you very much for joining me. Jazz Shapers, the place I hope you know where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And right alongside them, we put someone who's shaping the world of business. We call them business shapers. I'm delighted to say that Desi Bell is my business shaper today. And Desi is the founder of Zagora. And Zagora, if you don't know, are a business focusing on women's active wear and food, healthy food and supplements around that. And you're going to be hearing lots about her business uh, very, very shortly. In addition to hearing from Desi, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Some words of advice for your business. And then, of course, we've got the music. And today we have Julie London, we have Gil Scott Heron, and we also have this from Mr Gregory Porter. was the French African Queen from Gregory Porter. This is Jazz Shapers and Desi Bell is my business shaper, as I said earlier, founder of Zagora. Zagora are in the world of women's activewear and health food. I hope that's a decent way of explaining it and you're going to do much better because I'm going to say hello. Hello, Elliot. Thank uh, you so much for having me. Thanks for joining. In your own words, tell me about Zagora and why the name? Zagora was founded in 2011 really on the simple premise of helping women get healthy in an easier way. I was getting ready for my wedding. I had very little time to look beautiful in my wedding dress and I needed something to help me get more out of my time. And I think that's probably something that most women can relate to where, you know, we want to get more out of our time. So we launched with our flagship product, Hot Pants, um, six years ago. And since then, we've sold a million products around the world. Am I holding Hot Pants? Yes, you are holding Hot Pants. I've been shared a pair of Hot Pants. Unfortunately, they (laughs) don't work for men, but they do. This is because you're not a men's brand. Well, we are exclusively for women, yes. Yes. But these are the hot pants in front of me. But you, so you launched. Uh, just go back a moment, though. I'm going to put these where you can hear mm-hmm. them rustling around <laughs> over there. Um, you launched back in 2011, 11. and you just a, just a, the story about you know a, a woman who wants to look beautiful on her wedding day. That is the story of, of every woman I've ever known. Um, uh, uh, not that I've married all the women I've ever known. <laughs> to, to, to quickly add, um, but that is one thing. That's an insight. To set up a business off the back of that is quite a big move. I mean, you could have just gone, I'm going to look beautiful. I'm going to go and work out more. I'm going to not eat this. I'm not eat that. And, you know, the, the, the usual stuff that people talk to me about. Why did you decide to do something and why did why was it this? Because I imagine you could have had, a, you, I'm sure you've had other ideas. I know you've had other ideas. Well, Zagora really was started as a bit of an accident. So um, it was uh, a time when, uh, you know, I think I was in investment banking for a few years. My husband um, at the time was, um, you know, doing investment management. um, And we both wanted to do something consumer focused. 
Um, I think times were changing, the economy was changing. Um, and then we thought, well, we'll just give Zagora a try. Um, and so, you know, we did research, we found a supplier. Um, we had read, a, I mean, the whole thing was just so accidental. We read a book about, you know, the power of social media and Facebook was just sort of becoming more of a, um, you know, an interesting platform. And we just thought, well, let's just give it a try. And everything, you know, we had no background in consumer. And I was lucky, in fact, that my husband wanted to start Zagora with me because I don't know whether I would have done it on my own, but he's a very entrepreneurial man and um and and it's been a really fun journey but you know we thought well let's just give away a whole bunch of product on facebook to people that we don't know um and see what they say you know and a lot of people told us well that was very risky you know what if people had come back and given you bad feedback and so on but we thought well nobody really knows about our brand and the only thing we can do is really get customer feedback but to choose this specific thing, why was it hot pants? That's what I'm interested in. Why, because, why did it start like that? Because it was, I, I figured that the problem of wanting to get more out of your time, you know, I, I mean, the use case was very simple. As I said, I was working in Bankhead one hour a day to go to the gym if I was lucky. And that meant that within an hour I had to go there, get changed, work out, come back on my desk. So I had actually a very limited amount of time, but I still wanted to look good. Um, and so I figured most women who happen to be, you know, professionals, or even if you're a mom at home, you have very limited time. And so if we could deliver them something that helps them get more out of their time. And then Hot Pants really sort of, you know, I started doing research. I found that heat was something that was um, certainly something that was linked to better performance and exercise, more calorie burn and so on. And then we started with Hot Pants. And within the first 10 weeks, we had sold 100,000 products. So then that's how our business was born. Then you know you're onto something. Stay with me for much more <laughs> from my business shape. That's Desi Bell, the founder of Zagor based on the back of one hour a day. That's all she had. And so welcome, hot pants to the world. Time for some more music. This is the brilliant Gil Scott Heron with It's Your World. The ground beneath my feet I know was made for me There is no any one place where I belong My spirit's meant to be free And soon now everyone will see Life was made for us to be what we want to be And then it's your world that was Gil Scott Heron with It's Your World. I'm talking to Desi Bell about the world of Zagora. And if you were listening earlier, which I hope you were, you'll know that Zagora is an actor women's uh, brand which sells clothes and also health food related products. We were talking about the hot pants and the Facebook experiment and all that, but I just want to ask about the name again. Just tell me why it's Zagora. What does it mean something or is it just a nice collection I was of letters? Born, I was born in a place called Stara Zagora in Bulgaria. Ah. And in all honesty, we were looking for some for a, a website address that we would be able to buy the .com for. Um, and so it had a nice connection to, you know, where I'm from and also allowed us to actually, you know, have a nice property online. And how did you end up um, in London? When did you, did you move millions of years ago? Has this been your home forever? Uh, yeah, this has been my home for 20 years. So I moved over with my family when I was in my teens. And, you know, I came to university here, secondary school. Hmm. Um, obviously started my professional life here. met my husband, um, who uh, is, you know, English, have two beautiful children now. So certainly not going back to Bulgaria anytime soon. No. Uh, in terms of London being a good place to, obviously your, your career is here, and we, we talked about the, the world of banking, and I think you had a brief stint at the Ministry of Sound um, and um, various other things. But is this a fantastic place to create a business? And if so, why? 
I think London is a fantastic place to create a business because it's just such a melting pot of talent and cultures. And, you know, for us, you know, when we started the business also, we were very fortunate because um, young people coming out of great universities, um, you know, availability of great career choices wasn't as available. So for, as a startup, we were able to attract a lot of, you know, great talent very early on, which certainly has helped us as a business. But, you know, from a cultural point of view, I think being a, you know, a UK business and a European business certainly is an advantage because from day one, you have to be able to compete, you know, we ship globally. Um, and you have to be able to operate um, across uh, country borders, you know, different languages, different, you know, legal uh, environments and so on. Um, and I guess we're quite unusual in that sense that we very early on took on the international view. Um, and in fact, the largest market for us right now is the United States. So 80% of our sales go to the US, even though we're very much a UK-based business. And how many people work inside the business now? We're a very small business, so we're a team of 10. Um, some are based in the US, some are based in the UK. Um, we have structured our operations in a way that allows us to, you know, leverage a small team and continue expanding. And, um, and it's all online. There are no everything no is online. Outlets. Yeah, we're very much a pure play uh, e-commerce business. Yeah. But you know, these days launching an e-commerce business is actually very easy because the infrastructure for e-commerce is so available, right? You've got the e-commerce platforms, you've got the logistics providers. But what's become more and more difficult is um, growing a brand in an increasingly crowded marketplace. Um, and there is a, you know, a very interesting book that has just come out called Four, which talks about the death of the brand. So for us as a brand, it's always, you know, continuing to innovate and offering our customers products that do create a point of difference mm. so that we can bring them back to our brand. And there is a reason for them to come back. Stay with me to find out more about Decibel and uh, the Zagora mission uh, here on Jazz Shapers. Latest travel come up in a couple of minutes. But before that, you're going to be hearing another person from our future shapers series and this person and their business are hoping that they will be shaping the future of their industry for many years to come hi i'm phoebe gormley and i am the founder of a business called gormley and gamble which is essentially Sabo row for women the best thing about running G&G is getting to work with such an amazing team and meeting such amazing clients who are from a huge, crazy variety of industries from princesses to CEOs to schoolgirls to amazing businesswomen. All sorts come through the door and it's amazing getting to meet all of them. Probably the biggest obstacle in starting G&G was um, finding space on Savile Row. I mean, it's obviously a pretty sought-after street and spaces only become available really when someone dies. If I were to give a piece of advice to someone starting their own business, I would say um, don't believe the hype. It is so hard at times and so amazing, of course. And, you know, you have opportunities to do things that you would never normally do. And it is amazing, but you have to be willing to put in so much work. And I think people who you hear them just going, oh, I want to start my own business. I just haven't thought of a good idea. It's not going to work that way around. You have to have an idea that you are so crazy passionate about and the market isn't just isn't doing anything about your idea. And you get so frustrated to the extent that you have to start your own business. It should be a byproduct of your passion, not an excuse to leave your nine to five. Jazz Shapers presents Future Shapers, the future of business today. You'll find that future shaper in full at jazzfm.com.
You're listening to Jazz Shapers uh, with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday I talk to someone who's shaping the world of business. There's many of those people in the can, as it were, on iTunes. Put in the words Jazz and Shapers, you can find a lot there. You can go to cityam.com. That's another destination. And one more for the road, or rather for the air. It's British Airways High Life. Today, Desi Bell, very much on the ground in front of me, um, (laughs) is my business shaper. She's the founder of Zagora. Um, If you were listening earlier, it was the brand that has been created to fill that need, which is I've only got a few minutes in a day I want to maximise the opportunity I have to be fit and healthy and now she's gone beyond clothing and she's moved into something looking at me, it's a a protein super smoothie chocolate coconut flavour supplement and she's making lots of those as well Um, in terms of building this business and scaling it and you talked and it's very much the, the world we've now become we've talked about use cases you mentioned you know when do people actually use my product you talked about e-commerce platforms even five years ago i don't think i was having as many of these conversations as i am now it, i've read and it may be wrong that you haven't taken one penny of investment externally and if that's the case two questions one is how much have you had to invest yourself or has it been significant and two how have you managed to maintain and grow at the pace you wanted to grow without external investment well, it's true we've never taken on external investment um, and we chose to finance the business through by selling products to our customers. Um, so from very early on, we were profitable as a business and we uh, you know, have always been able to finance the business purely through uh, internally generated cash flow. But I think because, you know, we've been very lucky because we do have products that create a point of difference. Um, so we're able to attract a customer at a particular time of their journey without looking for something which is going to help them get in shape, get healthier, and our products ultimately deliver. Um, so, you know, our, I guess our journey isn't unusual. You know, you have a lot of successful businesses that, you know, focus on selling physical products that are able to finance um, the business through the customer base. And, you know, in many ways for me, that's the best way to finance a business because when you're young, when you're lean, you have to really be very creative in how you approach um, how you approach problems. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that that's really been a blessing for us. And I want to ask you about the creative approach to problems. I mean, you're now six years into this business. It's your first one. Uh, you still look uh, fresh-faced and happy. You're working there with the, the, you know, your husband, the man that you love and all that, and I imagine that makes a difference. What have you learned along the way about yourself, Desi? Um, well, I think being in business, so I've always wanted to work for myself. I've wanted to always start my own business since, I mean, for as long as I can remember. Um I think the one thing that I have certainly learned is that being in business is, you know, it's. I think Reid Hoffman said it. You're, you know, always one minute away from euphoria or despair. Um, so when things are going really well, it's fantastic. But when, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. So, and you know, as any business, we have been through. You know, when we first started, we had a, you know, pretty strong growth um, early on. I think that made us a little bit complacent in terms of, you know, the way that we structure operations. We, you know, loaded a lot of costs onto the business. Um, and then we had to really go through, a, you know, quite a challenging restructuring exercise. And we are back where we, you know, today in, in a much healthier position. But I think along the way we have, you know, we have learned that, you know, you see the same people on the way up as you see on the way down. So certainly maintaining integrity in business is probably the most important thing that um, that you can do. Um but also because we haven't been funded externally, that's also allowed us to kind of, you know, run the business at a pace that really suits us from 
an overall family perspective. So we have two small children. Um, in the last three years, we've been able to take things a lot easier. Um, our children are kind of at an age where you know one is already in school, the other one is about to start going to school very soon. Um, so you know we're now ready to really go for it again. But we've been very fortunate that we've had the opportunity to actually slow down when the children were young and really um, you know enjoy that time with them. Stay with me for more from my business shaper, Desi Bell, founder of Zagora, and talking there about balance. It sounds like you might even have got some of it. I'm very jealous. Time for some more music right now. This is Julie London and Cry Me a River. was Julie London and Cry Me a River. Desi Bell's been talking to me, founder of Zagora, about all sorts of things, about the journey that she's been on. And the moment I think you quoted the Reid Hoffman uh, LinkedIn founder about, you know, one, one moment for, from either despair or, or happiness or exhilaration or whatever you said uh, around that. The, the question I have is, how have you emotionally coped with that? Because if that is true, how have you ensured that those swings of fortune haven't swung you one way or then another? You seem pretty balanced to it's me. It's not easy. Ah. Uh, but uh, do you have uh, people you talk to outside of Malcolm, uh, uh, your husband? Yeah, we have. You know, we have a, a, a range of mentors that we've spoken. You know, that we speak to. Um, you know, people who have run businesses for a long time, and I think um, certainly speaking to people who have been in business for a long time it gives you a perspective um, that you know business is cyclical and it's important to. You know, one of the main ways, really, to you know in my experience and you know for, from what I know is really just keep going mm. so you know people underestimate the importance of grit um, oftentimes but it's you know it's one of the I say the most important skills that we have certainly l- learned. I've, I've interviewed many um, um, women in business who have done this, who have gone and created their own thing. I think roughly, I don't know the stats specifically, but around half the people I've met over the years have, have been women. And sometimes there's a real focus on how difficult it is. Some some people have come and said it's just really hard to either raise the money or to run the business. I don't sense you would have even thought about the gender thing from what you've told me. Have you experienced anything that would be more difficult or is it actually a benefit because you've chosen a business which is all about women anyway? Well, in my case, it's been obviously an advantage because my business happens to be um, focused on women. But I think certainly in the broader business world, this certainly is, you know, very much a gender bias, which I think people are becoming more and more aware of. And it's not a case of being defeatist about it. It's just a fact of life. And, you know, it's, it's, it's some work needs to be done from very early on from, you know, primary school time to really encourage girls to be, you know, more focused on maths and science and getting into business, providing them with role models. And I do do quite a lot of work with various charities, you know, um, along those lines. But for me, it's never really been about gender. Um, I think, you know, you've got to find whether you're a man or a woman, you always have to look for, A, the best opportunity. Are you the best person to execute that opportunity? And oftentimes it's not about what you like, but what you're really good at. Um, because if you're really good at something, you know, if, if that happens to naturally fall within your um, skill set, you know, what you're interested in, then you will become good at it, you know, better at it and you will enjoy it. Uh, and right in between, you mentioned very, and um, we we'll just want to touch on this briefly, you mentioned about the giving element and you talk quite openly on Zagora about where that money goes. Mm-hmm. It goes towards helping women in many different mm-hmm. ways. What's encouraged you to make that a fundamental part of your business model? 
Well, um, if you look at, so there is 800 million people in the world and five, that are illiterate of those 500 million are women. Uh, you know, these are women who, you know, I, I'm very aware of the fact that, you know, I come, I was born in Bulgaria, I came to live in the United Kingdom. I have had a tremendous amount of opportunities afforded to me purely through luck because I happened to be born in the right family that happened to come to the right place. Um, if I was somebody who was born perhaps in Rajasthan, which is a region where we do a lot of work um, through our charity partners, then I certainly wouldn't have those opportunities. And there is no reason why, you know, we couldn't help, you know, with for the price of a latte, um, we can do actually quite a lot in, in some of these regions. And we work with women. Um, so, you know, we, we give, um, you know, every month to help women in the developing world start a small business uh, because we're great believers in, you know, helping people, but helping them, you know, help themselves in a sustainable way. So starting a business is a great way for, you know, women to earn an income, to be independent, to send their daughters to school for a longer period of time. Um, and there is some tremendous work that's being done there. And the reason why we went to Rajasthan is because, you know, I happen to have a personal connection with um, a charity that I spent some time working with while I was at university. I know that there are people of great integrity. They do some phenomenal work and we can really see a, an impact uh, much greater than what we could achieve, um, you know, somewhere like the UK, for example. Final chat coming up with Desi. Plus, we'll be playing a track from Gary Clark Jr. That's after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. Named Law Firm of the Year at the Legal Business Awards and the Lawyer Awards 2017. That was cold-blooded from Gary Clark Jr. Desi Bell is my business shaper today. You were listening earlier, I'm sure. She's the founder of Zagora. Um, you set this business up. You're six years in. Uh, things seem to be going pretty well. You're expanding. What next? What does excellent look like to you over the next few years as you think about shaping your own business? Oh, I think there's so many opportunities. And, you know, if you look at e-commerce, we're looking at, you know, a range of things. Obviously, you know, we're looking to expand our product catalog, perhaps bring physical experiences to our customers. Um, because if you look at the what is happening in the broader landscape, Amazon is slowly eating the world. Um, and if you if you read statistics, you know, back in 2007, you know, 70% of consumers could define a favorite brand um, in clothing or in food or whatever. Whereas if you, you know, fast forward 10 years on, the percentages have fallen sort of 30, 40%. So certainly there is the death of a of, of brands, if you like, and certainly the rise of the, you know, omni retailer. And for us as a brand, really, it's about thinking how can we bring um, experiences to our customers, products that are different but not available to purchase everywhere and really deliver something um, as a difference. Um, so, you know, I think that's certainly a very interesting uh, interesting landscape and how do you grow a brand in, in a world where the consumer becomes less and less interested in learning about brands with mm. less and less, you know, yeah, attention span. Um, and it's, it's tough, but I think, you know, for us it's about focusing on, you know, delivering excellent experience, great products, and really providing a, a safe place for women to to get healthier, to discuss their problems, um, to get in shape. Um, but it's certainly an interesting time. 
I mean, would this business be where it was now pre the internet? Because I imagine if you'd have had this idea, you'd have had one, maybe one or two outlets, and that would have been that. Your platform is extraordinary because your customer is anywhere. Well, absolutely n- no. And certainly probably we wouldn't have been here before Facebook. Because when we first launched, you know, I mean, in 2012, we won the e-commerce, the National Business Award for e-commerce strategy of the year. And that was because our whole e-commerce strategy was based on real feedback loops. It was about providing products to customers, getting feedback, you know, putting it on a website. Other people can see it and really kind of that created this virtuous loop um, that allowed us to uh, to grow our business. But I think pre-Facebook, we wouldn't have been able to find all of our customers. We wouldn't have been able to, you know, advertise them. We wouldn't have been able to spread the word of mouth. You know, our whole experience would have been certainly much smaller and much different. And I think the internet has enabled us to grow as a business, but it's also, I think, made, um, as I said before, more challenging for brands to really communicate you know, the the quality of their products, their brand stories, because everything is so transactional, right? You go on, uh, you know, something like 100 million households have Alexa at home today, right? You go to Alexa and you say, hey, Alexa, you know, get me batteries. And then obviously the first thing that pops up is Amazon Basics. So it's certainly, you know, Many things like AI, voice, um, you know, the whole experience of being online uh, for, you know, extended periods of time um, are making it ever more important for for brands and for businesses to communicate their values, their mission, the quality of the products to consumers in a challenging and a changing world. It's been really lovely to talk to you, Desi. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Just before I let you go, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? Um, My song choice is Etta James at last, um, and it's a song dedicated to my um, wonderful husband uh, with whom uh, we would have been married for 10 years in a few months' time and to whom I'm grateful for more things that I can can remember. That's nice, isn't it? What a lovely thing to hear. Here it is just for you. Thank you. Thank you. was Etta James with At Last, the song choice of my business shaper today, Desi Bell. At the point of getting marriage, she saw a gap in the market and she went for it. She created a business. She focused really hard on what customers would want. She was gritty right through it. And here she is six years later with a business that's selling its wares in 143 countries. Really good stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday, 9am for another edition of Jazz Shapers. Stay with us right now, though, because coming up on Jazz FM next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea it's business but it's personal <laughs>